Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Purple Watch Podcast. My name is Adam Cook, and as always, I am here joined by Calder Amos Wood. Hello! How are you, Calder? I'm good. How are you? I'm not bad. Well, we're uh-huh. starting to record a little later than we usually do this time, so let's hope this doesn't uh, end in catastrophe like it usually does. Can I do something that we didn't talk about before? Yeah, sure. And just ruin this right off the bat? Sure. Like I normally do. So if All you're right. joining us for the first time ever, welcome. This is the Bro Overwatch podcast, which is the number one Overwatch League podcast for filthy casuals. Because Calder and I are not analysts, we are not coaches, we are not pros. We are just two guys talking about the Overwatch League. But we hope you enjoy it. Stay in for the ride. Calder's about to ruin the podcast. Now, I want to get this out of the way early, because I don't know how many people actually listen to it later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can find our podcast in audio form uh, on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Play Music, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. Spotify is the big boy. So the... B- well, the big boys are, and YouTube, keep that in mind. Yeah. So Whoa. the main places you can get this podcast are YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, which is, I. why don't you just use it's Google just, Play? Because Google Play has a podcast section. I don't understand that. But it's in both Spotify. places. <laughs> and Spotify. Those are the big boys. But hey, if you're one of those guys who just loves Breaker oh, or, yeah. or Cast Or if you Box, love Pocket Casts. Or Radio Public or Overcast, they are there for you. Also Anchor, which is... And I think you can get it on your smart speakers, too. Maybe. Um, And I think I also made it activated so that you can get it in your car. Wow, that's nice. Uh, Yeah. Did you... I think that's just a thing you can do if you have it downloaded. Oh, interesting. Uh, But if you go to our Anchor, you can find all the links to all of those. I will put a link to our Anchor... Uh, page in the description so that you can get all those and to the description of the youtube video to be specific mm-hmm. um i'll put in the audio i guess too there you go um yeah so yeah because we realized <laughs> we don't really acknowledge our listeners as much as we acknowledge our viewers mm-hmm. so we appreciate those of you who listen and we understand because you still get the sweet sweet content without having to look at us yeah so and i in- listen to a lot more podcasts than i watch so yeah there we go now on to uh That's a good way to start today. The podcast thanks for letting me know you were gonna do that well here's the thing I guess we have another plug at the start here. It's kind of another plug, but it's more of something about last week's podcast because for those of you who listened to last week's podcast where we talked about the cinematic ideas that we had, we put a poll up on our Twitter page at Broverwatch underscore B-A-L and we asked which cinematic idea should at Blizzard Entertainment make and you guys answered. We had five votes. Uh... The analytics say there were 32 votes. Absolutely were not 32 votes. No way there was 32 votes. Um, (laughs) But you guys voted and said that the Zarya versus Sombra cinematic would be the best idea. And And it was. And I don't argue with that, especially since Matt just came up with it on the fly and his two mains are Zarya and Sombra. So... (laughs) So he knows a lot about the lore. Uh, also, shout out to Matt for coming onto the podcast last week. 
But of yeah. course, <laughs> no big deal. But uh, in second place in the in the poll was my idea. The the Z- Zen Yada Genji montage cinematic. Was it? Are you saying that the ham in Junker Town Junker in Cryptolore got zero votes? I'm not saying it. That's what Twitter's telling me right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and also Shit. the Symmetra backstory in Rio one got zero votes. Um, yeah. So I'm just happy I was uh, <laughs> acknowledged. So anyway, thank you everybody who voted in that. Uh, maybe we'll try some more of these polls. It's a good way to interact with you guys. Um yeah. Yeah. Now let's jump into the news. Why don't we? We're getting deep now. We're getting deep. To start things off, big news. The Runaways, the contenders team, uh, or the Korean contenders team, I should say, uh, ended up winning Korean contenders, clutching it out, winning the whole thing. Which is, was a pretty big deal because if you know anything about the Runaways, is they are very much a loved team, um, just based on their. I I was gonna say years and years of history, but you know the game Overwatch has only been out for two years, yeah. so yeah. But they have a lot of history. Things haven't always gone right for them, but they've always managed to, you know, come out on top. And they're also very good. Good. Uh, they tend to. It, People see them as like very good-hearted, I guess, and we'll go into mm-hmm. a bit of that as to why they are viewed that way. But they won Korean contenders, big deal, and then they had a show match against the Korean World Cup team. And South they, Korean, to be and exact. And they beat them, which a lot of people were like, does this mean Runaways should be the <laughs> like Korean World Cup team? And it's like, first of all... no. It was a close match. Second of all, uh, I mean, you could kind of guess that was going to happen because uh, Runaway is a bunch of guys who have always been playing together. The South Korea team is just the NYXL. Well, I was going to say is people from different teams, so they don't necessarily have that synergy yet. I also just don't think South Korea would have been trying their hardest in a showcase Show match. game. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I feel like Runaway is, might have been is like trying sandbagging to again. Are they sandbagging? Sandbagging team. Uh, so I have an article pulled up here that, for those of you who don't know much about Runaway, the Overwatch team, um, I'll just read a couple excerpts from this. This was written in October first, two thousand seventeen. So this is almost. Two years old. Nope, almost one year old. I'm an idiot. Um, uh, So we'll just... It gives a little bit of insight into who they are as a team. Uh, Here it says that Yoon Runner Daehoon, or Daehoon, I apologize, Runner. They call him Runner. Plays the role of founder, manager, and quote-unquote dad of Runaway. Um, Oh, daddy? So, Runner was originally, well, he was the founder, but he was also one of the players on the team. Um, But then as things started to go wrong, he kind of took a step back, and uh, we'll go a bit into that. Um, I'll just just read this briefly. Uh, Quote, 
This is from Runner. Quote, this might be the last time we ever make it to finals together, guys. Let's leave with no regrets. Un- uh, end of quote. Which is funny to listen- hear now, be considering they just won Korean contenders and then just beat Team South Korea. They seemed to be prophetic words marking the beginning of the end four hours after player owner Yoon Runner Day... Jeez. Runner uttered, to the, <laughs> uttered them to his team Runaway's fairy tale run to the OGN Apex Season 2 Finals ended uh, as just that, a fairy tale, as things started f- uh, falling apart. Various sponsorship offers depreciated and then disappeared. Uh, Kaiser left for Cloud9 uh, in an untimely departure, and the continued lack of a team house was starting to take its toll on the squad's synergy. When Apex Season 3 started, Runaway was unrecognizable. The team looked nothing like the past season's finalists. The band of brothers in bright pink sweaters uh, who would make everybody else dream along. Weird weird sentence, I'm going to say that. Um, <laughs> Maybe not English. <laughs> now their matches felt like cruel jokes, a jumble of mangled dreams of what the team could and should have been. Few were surprised when Runaway bombed out uh, of the round of just 16, just sad and worried for the future. In the following days and weeks, Runaway lost its coach, then two more players. The chances the chances of securing a good sponsor drifted further away than ever, with other star teams emerging. And Runner's finances were tanking. As a professional full-time streamer, uh, any time spent on the team was a direct hit to his livelihood because he was still streaming at the time, which was his main source of income, and he was using the money he made from streams to keep the team going. But then when he focused on the team, he made less money streaming. But if he focused on streaming, then the team did bad. So it was like this whole thing. Mm. Um, for Runner, Runaway was his childhood dream come true, one of the most precious things he ever built. But his guilt towards his wife, daughter, and his remaining players were rising. His family deserved much more time with him, especially his baby girl. His players deserved a much better team, where with a dedicated coach and comfortable team house... That's the end of the sentence. <laughs> it felt too irresponsible to carry on with this juggling act, and also... And so, Runner quietly prepared to call it quits. Runaway would disband. It had been a good run. But then his wife stopped him. His wife, fun fact, is Flowervin, who is the general manager, I believe, of Team South Korea now, because people voted her in. Um, She is his wife and also a streamer. The kids deserve one last shot. One last shot, she said. Yikes. That's a twang, twang, twast. they all they all stuck with runaway just because of you it's okay if our family has it tough for a while let's get a proper team house and give our players all the support they need so they did they rented a two uh large two are we just reading this entire article is that what's going on i'm almost done i'm almost done i'm almost done it's just a little bit uh so they did they rented out a two bathroom apartment fully equipped with home appliances they redoubled their efforts to find sponsors particularly for blah 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 uh, the team and the fans responded in kind. The players volunteered with, to help with rent and started to push themselves further in practice sessions. One fan anonymously gifted a brand new 17-kilogram washing machine. Wow. <laughs> and Zenix Creative, although not a sponsor, donated gaming chairs to them, and they eventually uh, got a Logitech sponsor. Um 
And then there's a bunch of stuff like uh, TZ left the team to go to London Spitfire. London. But then they also gained Hureg from London Spitfire uh-huh. at the end of the season. Um, so that kind of gives... And also, um, at, this, is, this isn't in the article. I'm done reading the article. But something I was reading about them was most teams, even in contenders have players on contract saying you have to stay on the team for this amount of time, as most teams do. But since uh, Runner and Flowervin knew that, you know, they don't have necessarily all of the... Um, resources. The resources, thank you. The resources needed for players to have the best experience, they didn't have all their players under a set contract. That's why, like TZ and Kaiser, were able to like come and go as they pl- as they pleased, because it, they wanted the players to be able to go to better teams. But mm-hmm. then they had kind of a core roster that was like, "No, we're sticking with you guys because we love you guys." And that's kind of why I think they're doing so well is because they have this synergy and like more of a family mm-hmm. vibe in it's the more team. More of a family than just a esports team. Yeah. Right? Like I, I, th- I don't know where it was. I think it was just like for like I don't know, one of the early games in Contenders Korea, or maybe it was to qualify for Contenders Korea. I don't know. But there's this clip of, uh, Runaway winning, and then Flower Vin running on stage and giving every single player a hug, and she looks like just a proud mom, and it's just so like, <laughs> and all the players are like, yay, doing the awkward hug behind the chair thing. And it's like, they just seem like such a positive team. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about this a bit later, but people are now talking, especially since everybody loves this team and they're doing so well. People are saying that they might just be pulled over the full roster and the full, like, blah, 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 right to the Overwatch League. Like one of the yeah. two Asian, I guess it would just be Korea. They'll probably just get two Korea teams. Or no, one China and no, one Korea. Gangsu. Right. So a lot of people are saying that the new Korea team, because there will probably be a new Korea team, should just pull a runaway and have a runaway be the team and call them like the South Korea runaways <laughs> or, or something. <laughs> the um, South Korea runners. South Korea. Yeah, that would, yeah, that wouldn't be bad. But uh, yeah, so it's very cool. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually seen the grand finals of the uh, Korean contenders or their show match against South Korea, but I'm probably going to because... There's so much contenders. There's so much contenders. We can't keep up. There's Australian contenders, EU contenders, Korean contenders, and then North American contenders. There's also China. Oh, yeah, there's Uh, Chinese contenders as well. And North America and Pacific and South America. Yeah. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different contenders leagues. Yeah. Yikes. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of contenders leagues. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just going to, oh, whoopsies. I'm just going to mention this quickly. There's two other teams, two other uh parts of contenders that are in their finals right now and it's europe who has angry titans and eagle gaming 
in the finals. Mm-hmm. And North America, who has Fusion University and XL2. So the Fusion farm team and the NYXL farm team. Seems appropriate. Just like in the... Oh, wait, not, not, not really. London won. But uh, that one's got like Flower, Nene. Well, his name Zachary. is now Hanamuro? Or sorry. No, it's Nanohana. Nanohana, yeah. Nanohana. It used to be Nanohana, and then they switched. he switched it to Flower, and now he switched it back to Nanohana. Also, people are saying... Well, people have always been saying the flower was a bit overhyped, but um, people are also now saying that he might not even be pulled from XL2 onto mm-hmm. NYXL. Well, X- NYXL is doing so well. Like, yeah, It'd need to be another team that took him. I would not be surprised if New York was like, hey, we will give you this other team. We will give you Nanohana. If you give us these two players, we want or something. Mm-hmm. Well, what two players would they want? Honestly? I don't know, That's dude. I could see Zachary being pulled though, because he's what eighteen. Yeah, but not on, on to USA. NYXL. No. Oh, for Fusion University to another team. Yeah. yeah. Which is a another topic in in and of itself. Yep. So this is hey. the runaway stuff. Uh, I'm rooting for him. I would love if just they got completely pulled, full mm-hmm. management staff and coaches and like everything. Yeah. Although like a, maybe they would have more resources, so they might expand a little bit. Well, yeah, but just like Lunatic High did with London, it's London, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, next story. Was Lunatic High to London? I I thought Lunatic High was to Seoul. Oh yeah, I think it was Seoul actually. Oh, it was Kongdu was to London, right? I don't know. I'm not 100. But Lunatic High was, is one of the teams. I think. I'm, yeah. I think actually think it might have been Seoul. Yeah. Anyway, um, which is story. funny because they didn't uh, do very well. Uh, next story. <clears throat> XQC. We got a uh, our favorite Canadian. Our favorite Canadian. Mm, well, that's debatable. We've got some. Our favorite Canadians Canadian Overwatch streamer with sure. over eight thousand followers. Sure. Is I'm pretty sure Sure4 has over 8,000 followers on Twitch. But I, have you ever watched a Sure4 stream? Well, he doesn't really stream anymore. Exactly. So, I, <laughs> XQC was banned from Overwatch again. And um, it's a bit of a topic. Which it's is why we're talking stupid. about it. Because um, he's been banned many times before. And um, apparently this one was a manual ban. So they actively went into the game. They were watching his stream because apparently he didn't even. Um... Do you have the clip? I'll try and find. The yeah, clip I do have the clip here. Okay. I will play it here. Hopefully, it doesn't. It's Makai. Makai got played. Wow, that is loud. I apologize to everyone listening. It is now loading and uh, bugging a little bit. So while it's bugging, uh, I'm just going to say. Okay, I'm going to pause it. I'm going to lower the volume. Um, but apparently, uh, XQC didn't even type retard. He said re- he called someone a retard, just to preface this. He didn't type retard. I don't even think he said it in the voice chat. Apparently, he just said it. He just said, this guy's a retard or something. I'm going to watch the clip again. But since they were watching his stream... They saw that he called someone a retard, so they went in and they banned him. 
which if true that's absolutely ridiculous even if he typed or said it it's weird that they're like watching his stream actively ready to ban him they're just policing him yeah basically he can't he is the number one push for their game right now mm-hmm. like when you see overwatch on twitch and it's, it's like fourth him. and it's fourth or fifth place in the streaming thing if you eliminate xqc it drops to like 17th like he, i just don't it doesn't make any sense i don't know why they're policing him so hard and not only that but on the same day that he got banned um there was at least one person but i think two that were stream sniping him all day for like eight hours mm-hmm. and people were reporting him and reporting him and reporting him all day he never got banned he was in every single one of the games he threw when he was on xqc's team when he was against him he just stream sniped him and killed him over and over and over again and he just kept coming into games because he just kept he was never banned and then Mm -hmm. the second xqc drops an r bomb he's out of the game no and it's like a 15 day ban and sure, he's able to just go on his other account and play. But but why? Like why? What's what, the point? What, what do you get the, out of this? And now people are saying that it's gonna it, this might affect Overwatch World Cup because the World Cup rules say that you have to have uh, an active, like ready Battle.net account, and it's gonna be fine because I think his ban ends before like Canada plays but also I don't know how it works because he does have an active one like he has his smurf account um, or his alternate account so I don't know I'm going to play the clip real quick hopefully it doesn't lag out if it does we'll just end it sorry it's such bad quality and it stopped it's not worth it Pretty much, uh, the clip isn't even very good. He's just kind of like, oh man, I lost. I'm going to exit. But he's pretty much like, oh man, I lost the game. And then he sees that he was suspended. Uh, and then he immediately just goes. He does his XQC wide eyes thing. And he doesn't really say anything. But he was, he was certain that he was done for Overwatch World Cup. But then good boy Jane, his coach, said... This shouldn't affect anything, and if it does, I'm going to fight it. Good boy, Jane. Well, you have to. Like, come on. Like, who are they going to take in? Friggin' Chain? Are they going to bring Chain, isn't it, as the main tank? Who are the other options? Do we have a top 11? Chain? (laughs) You just keep saying Chain. Well, Chain was, like, he would be the replacement, probably. But, um, yeah, it's kind of BS. And someone in the comments said... I can't tell how much of the Overwatch community actually hates XQC. Uh, Can we take a poll? So we put up a straw poll, and over 10,000 people voted, and 67% of people don't think XQC deserves to get banned. What were the other percentages? Like what were 33% for does deserve to get banned. So it's not as much whether you like him; it's whether you think he deserves to get banned. And 67% of people think he does not deserve to get banned, which I agree with. Um, kind of ridiculous. It, it could, 
And the thing is, every time one of these things happens, everyone's like, why are you banning XQC so much? Why are you policing him so much? But still, XQC, I have the tweet up here, he apologizes every single time, and he's very nice about it. It's mm-hmm. not up yet because it's slow. He said, it is never my intention to harass or use in-game chat in an abusive manner. Banter is fun, and 100% of the time I type something to someone, I know they are playing along and won't be hurt. If I ever type something and you were genuinely hurt, I am sorry, I will be better. And he's had to do these apologies, like, time and time again for things that were, where it was like, whatever. It's just stupid, and... They need to stop because they're going to push them away from their game. Yeah. And, and it's going to hurt them more. There was a period where he did stop playing Overwatch for a bit and he was playing a lot of other games, which is fine. He can play other games. He's a streamer and he was doing really mm-hmm. well, still is doing really well. But he loves Overwatch. That's what he enjoys to play the most. Mm-hmm. And if you're pushing it's him away from your game. Like there's no point in punishing him for no. playing your game. Anyway. Next story. Overwatch I, World Cup. I would genuinely like to talk to like the people on the like Blizzard report team and be like, why? We could why try do you? We could co- try to contact them, try to get a statement. Mm-hmm. They won't. Or like an interview, maybe. Maybe. I mean, maybe they will. We're just kind of like two idiots. I know what. Cameras. I know what their answer is going to be. Their answer is going to be, we don't want someone who, it because we'll mention he's the face of your Overwatch. What about that British right idiot guy, though, that only plays Doomfist and yells about Dante being a Chipsa? disgusting Minecraft boy? Yeah. Does yeah. he get banned? I'm sure. Much? I think he's gotten banned a couple times, but not nearly as much. XUC is the... Jake is the poster boy for Overwatch League. XQC is the poster boy for Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And... So it's weird. I guess I guess I kind of see where they're coming from, although I don't agree with them. Where it's like on one side, XQC is the poster boy for your game. So why would you punish him this often when he's bringing the most viewership and attention to your game? There's mm-hmm. one side. But then there's the other side where it's like XQC is the poster boy for your game, so I guess you wouldn't want someone who is toxic or misbehaving in game to be the poster boy for your game so you but either the problem want... is if you don't ban him no one knows that this happened yeah i wouldn't have known it happened no only one the... thinks he's toxic if you don't ban him only the people watching him would know that and those people don't care because that's what they like like literally before i jumped on to the uh to the game or sorry to the podcast you can see right now uh on my phone i was watching a video oh you can't see the title it's titled uh it's not it's pointless Just say the title. it's called xqc hyphen autism and it is a six minute 16 second video of just him making sounds and i was laughing a lot because i was like this is funny and i enjoy and it made me want to watch one of his streams. And you know what he's probably playing? Overwatch. And you know what he's probably doing? Getting banned. And, it's like, and you know what else he's probably doing? What? Practicing for the World Cup. Interesting segue. The Overwatch... Oh, World... the, you start this. And the World Cup is starting this uh, week. And? 
uh, so the World Cup starting this week. We're such a team. Such the a World Cup starting this week in uh, the Asian region. The South Korean mm. groups are starting. So that would be just uh, as a reminder. Russia, Finland, Taiwan. Nope. What's Chinese Taipei. Chinese Taipei, Japan, South Korea, and Hong Kong. Mm. Why is it a TW for that room anyway? And um, the the first game is at 8 p.m. P- Why is it PDT? I don't know. So that's, that's 12. Serious. No, that's uh, 11 Eastern time. I'm figuring it out. No, it's just you had three hours. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. It's it. Oh. At 11. Okay, we're good. Maybe maybe 11 Eastern time. Is that correct, Mr. Oh, I need a sure. thing to... No, wouldn't st- the first game would not be at 11 p. Actually, I guess it's for South Korea. It's in Korea. So I'm yeah. an idiot. <laughs> you are. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I'm just excited that it's going to start. I'm just excited. Too. After that, the next games are September 7th, and that's the U.S. region, so... Canada, uh, Austria, USA, Brazil, quick, Switzerland, quick, quick, and Norway. Quick, quick, quick. It's only two teams from each that make it, right? Yes, because it's a... Oh, wait, is it two or is it a top 16? And then... Top two countries from each to, group stage will advance uh, to the Overwatch World Cup at BlizzCon top eight. So it's two for oh, each. Oh, but they narrow it down to top 16 first and then top two each. They don't just go to top two. That's what it says here. Interesting. So, for example, in the South Korea bracket, Russia, Finland, and South Korea could all make it? No. Uh, what, there's no. four groups, so four of each would go through to top 16. Mm-hmm. And then oh, so they eliminate I, two, assume, and then they choose two. Yeah, they eliminate two, and then I assume that those four play each other, like within that group. So Finland, Chinese Taipei, Japan, Russia would play, and then the top two would come out. Okay. Now we know. Yeah. So this looks like it'll be Finland. We'll get to the Korea. action around early October. Yeah. Which is when's BlizzCon? Because I, I I remember October? in the, with the first World Cup, it was very much like, "Hey, there's competitive Overwatch happening right now." Because this is before I even knew that there was even really a competitive Overwatch scene. I was just like, "I'm gonna watch oh, Blizzcon. more." BlizzCon's November second and third. Okay, so that'll be the finals. Oh, so things are probably gonna move along pretty quickly, because so, it'll just be September October. Bada bing, bada boom. We're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, I think we did this in a previous podcast, but I already forget my own answers and definitely forget yours. Who do you think in the South Korea bracket is going to be the top two? South Korea. Yeah. And uh, let me just pull it up again. Finland for me. Yeah, that seems like a good choice. Um, Maybe Russia. Why is it? But that's this? the only other. I, you know what? No, it's going to be Finland, South Korea. I don't think there's any other option. Yeah, I don't... 
Russia Russia has a chance to maybe almost get there, maybe, but I think. And it's we for could sure. just be like, like the honestly, the biggest wild card here is Chinese Taipei. Yeah, maybe we're sleeping on Chinese Taipei. I don't know. But I'm not 100 percent sure. And we'll give our uh, other predictions when the other groups start to get underway later on. Oh, but, so we're not going to give them now? No, because there's no point. Okay, Those cool. other ones are like two or three weeks away. Well, I was just going to get yeah, I give our two first. We'll just shut up. So, uh, next story. Toronto. More news on the Toronto expansion team. We haven't really had this many updates on the other expansion teams. Which is making me hopeful that this is real. Well, it looks real because it was reported by ESPN as well as the Esports Observer. So I wrote down a couple notes here so I don't read the whole article like uh, another one of my hosts. Interesting. And um, the investor I wonder team, which host he's talking about. The investor team, Matt DeVries. The investor <laughs> team is made up of uh, an investor in the Penguins who's from Toronto named Michael Kimmel. And Splice Esports, who has a bunch of esports teams including like league of legends and stuff yeah. they recently dropped their overwatch uh team which is interesting may-ish so it seems like this has been in the works for a while but uh before overwatch league started they had some pretty big name players on their team including iRemix, mm. baby bay mm. michael who's pretty much just a youtuber now um and clockwork whoa so one thing you'll notice about those three players got very little playing time near the end of the uh season there very true very true actually so i could. got a lot of playing time at the end compared mm -hmm. to the rest of his time yeah he got so that, beginning and end play yeah. not much in the middle at all no not at all but we could see those three reunite um and join the splice team if there is a relationship like that within the splice esports team i'm not really sure that would be interesting because uh, i think shock has enough dps i think oh, really is it, are you sure? I, I think um houston oh, by the needs way, a tracer player on. Uh, houston needs a tracer player clockwork there is technically a, their nice tracer player so of, uh, get there was a nice little clip of Linkser playing tracer 180 pulse bomb i saw it, yeah he's really good but i was like i he's probably played a million hours of that and that's the one highlight we see yeah, yeah he only has one highlight so far here's the thing linkser did well on tracer at the end but it's like why would you put linkser on tracer when you could put him on widow although they did, have, they yeah. did do some interesting like linkser on widow while jake's on Junkrat, and then or sorry mm -hmm. linkser on tracer while jake's on Junkrat, and then linkser switches to widow and then jake goes to tracer and they did some like weird swapper oopie doopies which worked for a little bit and then they didn't make the playoffs <coughs> so last part of this toronto story it it's an estimated 35 million dollar buy-in okay so uh that's on the lower end i guess yeah, for the twenty to sixty million range that we got. Yeah, uh, and I guess so that kind of makes sense too, because Toronto's a pretty big name city. So mm -hmm. I guess they had a little more negotiating room, probably than, than like Atlanta. Yeah, well, like we also didn't. Hear you know, Atlanta's a huge city. Yeah, I'm also dumb. So, but uh, yeah. So this is. 
unless I'm missing some other reports, this is the most detail we've gotten about these expansion teams besides the con confirmation of Paris and Atlanta. Do you think they're not going to release any team names and logos and colors and stuff until all of the teams are announced? Yeah, for sure. You don't think that they're going to go Atlanta and then announce another team and no. then be like Toronto and then announce another team, Guangzhou? I'd, honestly, I think they'd announce it at BlizzCon. All of them? Mm-hmm. That'd really push Overwatch League. Yeah, but I don't know. Shoot, do we have the... Here, let me just switch to face cam so I can search something up. Uh, but didn't we have a schedule um, that said all the deadlines of when things need to be done? Because I'm pretty sure that like the expansion team recruitment process starts in like two weeks, I think. They can start recruiting, but that doesn't mean they have to announce names and stuff like that. But the teams at least should be announced by then. Mm -hmm. Like the cities. Like yeah. they're not going to start like... Yeah, they're not going to be like, so-and-so goes to unknown team. Uh like, that's kind of ridiculous, but okay, you keep we'll talking. Uh, but I just think, like, from a marketing standpoint, having it announced, these are your six new Overwatch League teams at BlizzCon would be the biggest push and probably the best thing that would, for it. That would be a big show. Which, speaking of biggest push, while I bring this up, uh, you and I were kind of talking today over text message via satellite waves. Um, we we're kind of talking about how um, they don't really market well for the Overwatch League. Yeah, at all. And there's yeah. been very little news about the offseason. There were they were hardcore dedicated Overwatch League viewers and fans that didn't even realize the playoffs had started until the semifinals. And also, All Star Weekend is it next week, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And the only reason that's getting any advertising is because they announced skins. So people are like, oh, the skins for this event that's happening at, at this time. Oh, but they're also $15, which I guess we probably should have mentioned here. But Adam's been tweeting up a storm about oh, yeah. these skins. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let's mention that while I'm loading this up. So pretty much we talked about the two skins before. Tracer mm -hmm. skin and Genji skin available for All Star Weekend, and then they drop this bomb on us. Each one will be three hundred Overwatch League tokens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of tokens. Also, they've kind of been encouraging us all season to spend our Overwatch League tokens on skins to support our teams. Yeah, like, they'd be like, make sure you go buy your team team skin to support your team. It's like, cool. I did that. I have zero tokens now. And now you're going to mm -hmm. release these two skins so that your most dedicated fans who have already spent all of the tokens are now not able to get the, these two skins. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they did a thing where it's like, oh, you get double tokens if you watch All-Star Weekend or something. Mm -hmm. Or we're going to be doing triple the 100 drops. Or yeah. th they'll have a sale on Overwatch League tokens, so it's only $15 for both skins instead of $15 each. Mm -hmm. But it's very much like... A lot of people are like, 
uh, Blizzard's been giving out everything for free. What's wrong with buying one skin? It's like, well, if we buy one skin now, and a lot of people buy the skins, they're going to be like, oh, people buy skins all the time. Um, how about we do do this again and make them pay for this thing and this thing, and then it'll just keep going and going. Then you're going to be paying so much. And, and it's also like a $40 game. Yeah. Cause and I, I got get, I don't know. It's just... I got in an argument, not an argument really. I got in a discussion with someone on Twitter about it where they were like, Fortnite like sells things to people all the time. And I'm like, but that's a free game. They make all of their mm-hmm. revenue off of the in-store purchases. I already paid. Also, originally it was $60, I'm pretty sure. The game, probably. Yeah. And then they, I don't, I'm not 100% sure. I got point it on is, sale. Uh, point is, at least $40. Spent $40 on the game. They've been giving us all this free content. And I will say, most game companies make you buy the game and then give you stuff to buy in the game still. But Blizzard's been very good with giving us free stuff, free stuff, free stuff. But the thing is, the tokens aren't even really free. And I mentioned this on Twitter, and someone was like, what, it's a chore for you to watch Overwatch League? And it's like, no, I enjoy watching Overwatch League, but it's not like I didn't do anything That's for the tokens. To say. It's a chore for you. It's time. Yeah, it's time. Like, it's a two. It's six hours of your life if you watch one night. It's a reward for being a dedicated fan. And the way they're repaying you for being a dedicated fan is giving you these tokens to spend on skins which they encourage you to buy and they don't they never told us oh by the way there might be something at the end so save your tokens if you want something really special if they told us that i'd be completely fine but there was no indication that we were going to spend stuff on other stuff Mm. i don't know i just hope they in some way fix it so that people can actually have like get something or just like extend an olive branch even a little bit like if they're like oh you get double the tokens and i end up with 200 tokens or something and it's five dollars to buy another hundred tokens it's like yeah that's fine or oh big brain what if they did it where it was like which team are you cheering for atlantic or pacific you choose one you get that skin for free the other one is 300 tokens if you Mm -hmm. want that one too see that would make sense because it's like oh at least you get one skin if you want the other one you got to pay 300 tokens yeah that i'd be fine with anyway we should move on to our main topic no it doesn't even feel like that. I, i i have the off season uh schedule here oh okay um Now, what the heck? Why'd they put it in point form? Oh, here. Okay, here we go. Um, existing teams will have from August 1st till September 8th to negotiate contract extensions with current players. So they got about two more weeks. Yeah. Oh. Uh, on September 9th, all players not under contract become free agents. New expansion teams will have an exclusive window from September 7th to October, or for, sorry, from September oh. 9th to October 7th to sign free agents. So we might not even get an announcement. We we're, have we're until not September, hear September until 9th. The 9th. Yeah. Hmm. Or hmm. not till the 9th, but we have till the 9th to hear about yeah. stuff. But I don't think teams are going to announce that we're but that means teams, a player. Teams probably aren't going to be announced at BlizzCon, I don't think then, because it's in November 
and their signing ends on Octo- in October. Mm-hmm. So that it was a good theory. I could, see, I could see like names and colors being announced. I don't know if it's actually all the cities announced because they've already announced two of the cities. Wait, what are, are you saying that they might like? I could see colors them. at BlizzCon. Yeah, like colors, names. Yeah, I guess headlines could be like clockwork to Toronto or something. Yeah. Instead of like clockwork goes, gets signed to the Toronto Polar Bears. Mm-hmm. Garbage name. But uh, That's just a theory. I have no inside information at I all. I mean, neither of us do. But <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just hoping we get some news soon on anything. Like the only news we've had about roster changes is um seagull left dallas fuel to stream full-time mm-hmm. oh i did see an article i or not an article but uh a post on reddit i don't have a source for this or uh sorry i don't have a um like article uh-huh. or any sort of credit for this but it's apparently um oh slasher said it slasher tweeted it um but apparently birdering has requested to be uh, transferred from London to Dallas Hmm. because he wants to make his dad proud by continuing his legacy is what he said, apparently. Which, which, big if true. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be huge. Big for Dallas, first of all. Oh, and apparently he also said he wants to... Do something that Rascal could never do: win on the Dallas Fuel, which is Did also. Did he actually fantastic. say that though? Well, it's that's what Slasher said that he said. Oh, I was thinking of effect. Life. I was like, I was thinking he was talking about effect, and I was like, that's really just rubbing no. salt in the wound there. No, no, but um, that would be cool because I get mm-hmm. like Bert, the London duo was birdering profit, mm-hmm. but they have other DPS. And yeah. I guess if they're talking about swaps and stuff, well, London not anymore. I guess they yeah, they're property. yeah. It's murdering profit. It is interesting. Like I understand he wants to be with his, be where his dad was, but um, dad being seagull for those who haven't picked up yet. Um, oh, I didn't know that. You didn't? No, I didn't pick up on that at really? all. Really? I thought it was his actual dad. <laughs> I was like, oh. Good thing I clarified. It's. His it's Seagull. Cause Seagull was on the Dallas Fuel. And then he left and Birdring is his son. Anyway. So I do find it interesting that Birdring would want to leave the team that he just won grand finals with. Mm-hmm. That's interesting yeah. to me. He also did Keep in mind this is all rumors, but Yeah. He did pull out of the... This is not a rumor. Yeah. He pulled out of the All-Star game because of suspected injury, so Profit's going to be in now, which is nice. Anyway. It's good because Profit should have been in anyway. I'm Not not that Birdring shouldn't have been in, but Profit should have been in. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and also, just to, to clarify, to... just to clarify, it's not a new injury. He just wants to take time off to like no. fully heal his wrist. We should get to the thing that me and Adam talked about talk, and then he forgot about. So I'm just gonna try and carry this. You tell me what you think, okay? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna kind of give you feedback. So we texted about 
we were like, oh, we could talk about some players that we might think might be switching teams to some of the expansion teams or some teams like Runaways that could join or have a couple of players picked up and taken onto the expansion teams and some players that we think will get benched and cut. Yeah. So I'm going to start with the players that could get more playing time. Number one, in no specific order, I remix. Mm. I think because of his showing at the playoffs, though it wasn't amazing, it's still experience and it still showed off that he's good. Yeah. So I could see one of these expansion teams picking him up and maybe having him as a backup or like a occasional sub. Mm. Uh, Asher. I, just one. a real quick note. I could absolutely yep. see one of the expansion teams just taking him and him being on their main roster. Yeah. Just like train him up good, make him good. And apparently he's really good in the, uh, like a team morale guy. So yeah. Asher, who I pretty much just put him on here because he doesn't get a lot of playing time. DPS for gladiators. He's very, he's a good tracer. So he could be a good Houston boy, actually, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Voider B shoot around out my gladiators because they're too good to have one of them sitting behind the other. So I could see them doing a thing sort of like what happened with Fisher, where London pretty much just gave him away. Yeah. To uh, get him playing time. Now for the Which next. I, I find it. You just saying this now made me realize for the first time that London was like, hey, Fisher, we're going to do you a solid. You're not getting enough playing time, so we're just going to give you to this other team so you can get some playing Mm -hmm. time. And then Fisher's like, I'm going to teach London a lesson. (laughs) Yeah. And then he became an MVP candidate. Yeah. Uh, Joe Meister is my next one. Support for Philly Fusion. I think he could probably be a main off support for uh, off healer for uh, one of these... uh, Expansion teams. Yeah. And then I've got Shadowburn on here, who I do oh, have a absolutely. little theory about uh, later in this list. Also, Snillo, who I think could actually be very valuable to a team. Very valuable to a team. Maybe another Houston boy, honestly, because of his tracer. That, dude, I would love to. If it, 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 I would. I would love it if Snillo came to the Houston's. All those walkout songs, dances. Yeah. Eye of the Tiger or whatever. Oh, yeah. Rocky theme. What were you going to say? I was going to say that... uh, I don't know if you have written this down, but a lot of people have been saying that Dante might be swapped over to Houston. Oh, really? Because Dante and Sinatra's hero pool is very similar. That's true. And I can see that. Yeah. And yeah. I guess Sinatra has a bigger pull fan-wise. I don't know which of them is better. I think Sinatra's better. So they might get rid of Dante, send him to Houston. The only thing with Dante is he's the best somber in the league. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so Snello, Hotbutt, slash Poco, another with... Uh, like with the Gladiators, where they just have two really good players yeah. backing each other up. And then my, a, a San Francisco shock boy, Dak. <laughs> I could see him switching to another team. Yeah. Because he was doing fairly well. Um, 
but he doesn't like he was doing well enough. He was in the Overwatch League. <laughs> I could see him being like a bench healer for one of these expansion teams. Maybe another team that needs a Lucio player, you know. Yeah. I uh anyway. Who were you talking about before, Dak? Hot Poco. Right. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I think either they're going to get rid of Poco or they're both going to stay. I don't think they'll get rid of Hotba. Mm-hmm. I think I think if they get rid of Poco, it'll be c- because Poco chose because mm-hmm. he wasn't getting nearly enough playtime for how good he was. Um but I also think there's a possibility they both stay because they had a really th- good thing going on as far as like swapping in and out. Mm-hmm. Or like they'd swap one in, they do really well, and then they swap another one in, they do really well. So now I have four players to add to this who are looking for teams right now. We've got a, another Frenchie like Poco, Ben Best, main tank, playing on contenders young and beautiful right now. You've got Kodak, the German man. I'm not sure if he's playing on the national team. I don't know. Uh, he's a support that uh, plays for Mosaic. Visility, Dutch. Uh, he might. I actually think he is on the World Cup team. Uh, Flex DPS on Toronto Esports, the Boston Uprising team. So you could see him maybe coming to Boston. What does he play, sorry? Flex DPS roles. Yeah, I guess if mistakes... Here's the thing, mistakes is good, but like maybe they... I don't... Yeah, the thing is like, personally, I don't think mistakes is that good. He's later on this list if... Just a little foreshadowing. Ooh, there. interesting. Um, and then also Dal Su, who plays for Vast and is a flex support. And you can teams literally always need supports. So yeah. look at Boston; they've got six of them, and only play two of them ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess they. I guess they, I guess they swapped. Uh, Aim God in ne- once. Ne- they swapped Neko out for Aim God once in a while. Hmm. Um, just gonna say these teams because I don't think either of us are gonna have a lot of input on it. But there's like a couple contenders teams with nine and one, nineteen and one, twenty. There's actually one with twenty and zero, eighteen and two records. So Sydney Drop Bears, I could see a couple people being taken from them because they're twenty and zero in the Australia contenders. Uh, Giganti. Also, what an Australian name. I know. And there are well, things was like it again, the drop bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's Giganti, who's 18 and 2. Uh, LFZ, I forget what the Chinese. Los Francisco Giants. Nope. It's Z. Giants. Uh, they're 18 and 2. Or, no, they're 19 and 1. There's also Brazilian Gaming House. Weak translation on that name. 19 and 1. And then there's one point who is uh, kind of like Runaways where they just kind of formed a team and wanted to do as well as they could. But all the players on that team are looking for a team now. And they finished top 8 in... I forget which contenders uh, region it was. But they finished top 8 in whatever region. So I could see a couple players being picked in from there yeah i'm or going to better contenders teams i'm interested to see how 
consistent or how often players are being pulled straight from their farm teams mm-hmm. or whether it's just a eh, 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 whatever. Yeah. We'll just Me pull too. from wherever. Because I feel like the only team where it was like, oh, they're definitely just going to pull from their farm team was NYXL, but I don't even know if they need to. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. It's weird because we don't really know how they're going to interact, right? How these two different teams are going to interact with each other. Exactly. <sighs> so now my last category, bench slash cut. <laughs> this is the fun I, I I'll make distinctions if you want me to. Yeah. But I feel like you won't. I won't need to. Okay. Really. Mistakes. I'm thinking a little more bench time because they need diversity in they, that They could still use them. Yeah, so a little more bench time. Maybe get someone like a Shadow Burn or like that that can play a bunch of different heroes that you don't have because mm-hmm. they can only play dive with the hero pools they have. Yeah. Um, I wrote down for this most of Florida's players because I could see Florida running out a pretty different team I than this last year. I could see Florida because they're already teasing their color change. I could see them doing a full reboot. Yeah. New color, new logo, new players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, SBB. Save, Save the old You think yeah. he's he? There's no. I'm thinking. Way. I'm thinking a little. You're gonna see him a little because he didn't really do great in the playoffs there with his, here's the thing he, his hero pool his hero pool is a little iffy in this meta this is fun because we disagree on something <laughs> i absolutely disagree with you that he didn't do well in the playoffs he popped off on that hanzo boy i know but you have a better hanzo on the team not not if sabiel b is doing better than him on hanzo I think Libero is a better Hanzo, and I think the whole team knows that. So unless Sabiobi can either add a couple, add a different hero to his pool, or get really good at Brigida, like he might not fit too well. Here's in the this thing: meta. you never know Especially when Trace is going to come back ball. into the meta. Especially with Hamster you Ball, you never know when Trace is going to come back into the meta, my dude. Also, have you even thought about the idea that Hamster Ball is going to be in the next season? I've thought about it a little bit, but every time I think about it, I try not to think about it. But um, what I find interesting is I was reading the match discussion for the Runaways versus Team South Korea thing, and most of the top comments were like, wow, Sabi will be, and F- Fate had like great dives. Sabi will be popped off. Mm-hmm. Hmm, did you hear that, Calder? Sabi will be popped off. Did you hear I'm that, Calder? Saying, I'm just saying, he could get a little more bench time this coming season. I. That's not. You also have to think that Pine's going to be even better than he was last year. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't think he will get more bench time, but I also think we'll see him play more heroes because he's going to spend the off season grinding that. <laughs> All right. You, he, are he you is, ready? He is the core of that team. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Are you ready for this next one? Yes. When you have a conniption fit. Well, I'll probably have another. I'll probably have another. What? He did not do well in the finals. He did not do well in the finals. Because teams figured out how to shut him down. There's something we can agree on. (laughs) 
So I could see him if Philly keeps Shadowburn or gets another player like Shadowburn who has a big hero pool. I could see Shadowburn playing a little more. I think here's the equation. If they keep... <laughs> what? <laughs> You're just really getting into it right now. If they keep Carpe, Shadowburn's gone. If they bench or get rid of Carpe, Shadowburn's back in, boy. Because mm-hmm. Shadowburn's been popping off consistently wherever he plays. Yeah, He just doesn't really play. Like, there was a clip released of a fusion scrim just like an in uh, an in team scrim so it was the base team where it was like hot but friggin carpe eqo sato sato all of them against mm-hmm. like i was about to say dreamcast but, they're, they're uh, shadowburn <laughs> fraggy uh poco it was all mm-hmm. it was against all them and shadowburn just went in and got a 5k no, no big deal on Farah, and he like predicted. It was like friggin', they're gonna be right there, shot, and then they walked into it, and it's like, man, this guy's a friggin' monster. But yeah. so yeah, I, it's a bold, but not fully out there prediction to say get mm-hmm. rid of Carpe, give Shadowburn, or not even just get rid of, just like bench him, give Shadowburn a little more playing time, give know? Shadowburn a little more playing time. Also, I don't think you're gonna be as opinionated about my next one. Okay. Uh, Nevix on the San Francisco Shock. Oh. Off tank. I uh, don't really have an opinion on that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just saying this because they have Choi Hyobin now. Yeah. And he's better. Nevix so, would be a good expansion team pickup. That is true. I didn't think about that. Because he did do very well mm-hmm. um, when he did play for the most part. Maybe Nomi too, honestly. The main, yeah. the former main tank before Super. Here's the thing. I always feel bad talking trash on Nomi because he did that whole bean monologue. Um, So I feel bad for him because I know his life situation was not very good before the Overwatch League. Um, But he dies a lot. Yeah. He tends to be more on the dying side than the living side. Uh, oh, kind of like Dak. Also, I have a green screen up so that I at least have some light. Like, it's just a green screen, but it makes my teeth look yellow. So... <laughs> You'll be fine. We're almost done. I know. We're almost done. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think Nevix... Nevix would be a good pickup. Nomi would be a pickup. Mm-hmm. Could be a pickup. Final item on my list here. Shanghai Dragons, except for Giguri Dia... Damon and altering. Maybe Sky too. Here's an interesting thing. And those are cuts, by the way, the rest of the Shanghai Dragon. Those yeah. aren't benches. Here, yeah. Here's one thing I will say. I agree that those people will all get, most likely all get cut. For Yeah. Here's what I will say. Uh, are you saying those people will stay on the team? Or yeah, that they they'll stay on the team. I disagree, because they or you they think have been, move to another team. They have been implying heavily that they are going to stick to the Chinese only thing. So, Gagiri, oh, so you think they're going to move I, all the good players off the Shanghai Dragon? I think Gagiri, uh, Addo, for sure are leaving. I forgot Addo. 
And then uh, what do you think about Dia Damon altering? Dia, I think, will either stay or leave. I don't know what I'm having <laughs> freaking Dia. He right. might I don't know if he wants to stay on a Chinese team. I wouldn't that, I bet he wants to stay on a Chinese team. So I think he'll either stay or swap to Guangzhou. Mm-hmm. But uh he's like a high tier player, so he might want to switch. He, I think he just needs better management because he's a good player, but it was very clear that he was not good under pressure. So I feel like he needs to be taught that, how to do better under pressure. So you think they're going to, Shanghai's going to cut the Koreans out? And then, well, that'd be actually really interesting if they cut uh, Addo and Gagiri and they went to an expansion team. That would be a good trade. If they though. went to Toronto, I'd buy that jersey instantly. Oh, my. Oh. Oh, you just made my eyes cry of happy. This is my dream, okay? It's not ever going to happen. Giguri and Otto to Toronto. Also, fun fact. That, I'm not even going to think about that because that's never going to happen. XQC to Toronto. We have the... He's never going to join the Overwatch League again. Um, but XQC Gigiri, XQC Gigiri tank line. Think about that, dude. That's insane. Uh, but yeah, that that would be nuts. I absolutely do think that Gigiri, Gigiri uh, might go to one of the Korean teams. I wouldn't be surprised if she went to Seoul Dynasty mm-hmm. or NYXL because Seoul's. Tank line's not fantastic. I don't think she'd go to XL because there's just too many players there. Yeah, I think she might go to Seoul. I could see that, yeah. That'd be cool. That's it. That's all I got for you. Interesting. uh, I prepared for this week on, like, most weeks. I was about to say, usually I'm the carry, but you carried this team. I'm joking. I tried tried once. Uh, I'm joking, by the way. I mean... I'm not joking about you being the carry. I'm joking about me usually being. We have our episodes. We have our episodes. We have our episodes. This honestly, this is a good one. I like this one. This is much more. I've I've enjoyed this one too. uh, I enjoyed just having a little chat about Overwatch. Um, This is actually longer than we usually go. It was an hour six minutes. Hmm. Anyway, so that was very good. Um, Everybody, I want (laughs) to. All right. Oh, he's, uh, oh, sorry, I can't say that word. XQC might get banned again. <laughs> if anybody says the R word, XQC gets banned. There's a little fun fact for you. Uh, so before we close out the podcast, um, I'm going to read out all of our places that you can get our podcast, and I am also going to mention our social medias so that you can check us out there because we post Somewhat regularly, we're going to be posting a little more regularly mm-hmm. now. I'm going to start posting on Instagram again because I'm. And I'm going to try to tweet. Recently. I'm going to try to tweet more, retweet less. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I'll retweet the same amount. I've also got more. access to that now, so I can give you. Some... I go to. Uh. And I'll sign my name to them, so I don't get in trouble. Sure. You're welcome. Um. So here is where you can reach us. Anchor.com, or sorry, anchor.fm slash Broverwatch. Easy, anchor.fm slash Broverwatch. FM like your radio. Yes, or the letters just F and M. Most people know the alphabet. 
So if you go to anchor.fm slash Broverwatch, you will be able to see every single place that you can get our podcast. And those places are Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Play Music, Overcast, Pocket Casts, uh, Radio Public, and Spotify. Spotify is the big one. I know every single person in the world uses Spotify. Just search Broverwatch Podcast and you should find us. So thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the Broverwatch Podcast. Be sure to check out our Twitter at Broverwatch underscore B-A-L and our Instagram at Broverwatch? I'm not sure. I'm going to check real quick. I don't have the Instagram app on my phone anymore. I'm trying to download it tonight. I just... Hmm, I was wondering why you hadn't posted on the Broverwatch page in a while. <laughs> it is Broverwatch Podcast. So, at Broverwatch Podcast on Instagram. and Because we got again, these stupid cucks sitting on the, all these Broverwatch names. Yeah, and then at Broverwatch underscore B-A-L on Twitter. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Be sure to You're love welcome. one another. Play, <laughs> play some Overwatch. Climb that ladder. We believe in you. I'm trying to get the silver, boys. I'm trying to get out of silver. Let's play together. Okay, let's do it. Right now. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We appreciate you. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Love you.